When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. A little bit of news, a little bit of information. Kristen Burt coming up in just about, oh, about 25 minutes, somewhere in there. Special guest coming up at 1030, as a matter of fact. And this very special story that was sent to me, yeah. I, think, I think by Brittany, but I'm not sure. A West Sacramento police officer arrested over the weekend for DUI once received an award for his work in arresting drunk drivers. Oh. <laughs> well, he was an expert. I was going right. to say, a little too much power there in the situation. Yeah, maybe. You might be right about that. The California Highway Patrol arrested Raymond Barantes just before noon on Saturday. Before noon, the guy was drunk before Damn, noon? Damn, I didn't even think about that when he said before noon. I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's going a little early, isn't it? We don't know his shift, though. So. Because, like, if Chris Egger got arrested for getting wasted at noon, I'd go, he works super early in the That's morning. That's true. Right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. You're right. He got arrested just before noon on Saturday after a Joaquin County uh, deputy saw Barantes driving and suspected DUI. Uh, according to the West Sacramento Police Department, Barantes was booked into San Joaquin County Jail and French Camp. He has since been bailed out, however. Uh, what a story this is. Here's a little clip from the, from the news report. Oh, you got it. I'm surprised constantly by who gets drunk driving arrests. We work very, very closely with West Sac Police Department, and um, we're trusting that they're going to handle it well internally and that the officer will be held accountable, which is what's important to us. It is not always who you expect it to be. Not who you expect it to be. The no. arrester becomes the arrestee. There, yeah, exactly right. That was Lori Bergenstock. Hmm. What is Bergenstock? That sounds familiar. Well, isn't, isn't that it the shoes, the Birkenstocks? Birkenstocks. Oh, Birkenstocks. That's what I'm thinking of. You're right. <laughs> it's like the American version or like the bootleg yeah, there version. You go. All right. Yeah, there you go. I'm wearing my Birkenstocks today. You got them wish.com or something. <laughs> West Sacramento Police confirmed with KCRA 3 that a photo posted on department's Facebook page in April 2015 showed Barantes receiving an award from Mothers Against Drunk Driving, also known as MAD. The caption of the photo said Barantes and another officer got the award for having the most DUI arrests for our agency in 2014. KCRA 3 asked MAD Program Specialist and Law Enforcement Liaison Lori Bergenstock for her reaction, which you just heard. Bergenstock said uh, that MAD gives out awards every year to recognize officers at various departments for helping keep drunk drivers off the road. Although MAD does a lot of programming with uh, law enforcement agencies, Bergenstock said she has not worked directly with Barantes. God, there was just one of those stories by coincidence on the air last night, a local story. 
uh, about this this whole deal, the drunk driving thing and all that stuff. And the woman lost her little child. It's like, Jesus. Oh. There's another young woman. She's 23. She looks like she's about 15. Yeah. She got arrested for drunk driving, killed someone. I mean, God. I've never wanted to drink that much and get in my car. You know, I think it's one of those things where you hope that, I mean, if you can get in a situation where you get a DUI and make the changes you need to, you should just be very thankful you never yeah. killed anybody. I'm very thankful. I, I used to, you know, I, have, I, I haven't drank in 13 years or something, but I'm very thankful I've never heard it. I don't know if I could come back from that. And I Oh, I know. So it's like I'm very thankful that the things that needed to happen happened, and I'm not drinking anymore because it's just not... I'm not a good decision maker when I'm drunk. I'm not drinking anymore. It's been 12 years because it was a suggestion from someone very close to me. And you're a copycat because I quit drinking and you're like, oh, <laughs> oh yes, I, I'm oh, going to quit drinking too. She can do it. I can do it then. It was literally a, like a year later. That I quit? Yeah, you were like, oh, Brittany looks amazing. Her skin yeah, looks so Yeah, that's what it was. I think it had a little more to do with. Maybe this redhead that you might know. Yeah, I think she had a strong influence on Hey, you. guess who doesn't drink anymore? That'd be you. Was it the steak knife situation? Maybe. Maybe. What do you know about the steak knife situation? You've told oh, it I've, on I, air. I've heard of the steak knife situation. I don't know what you guys are talking I about. I actually have to be really careful sometimes because I do have, like forget what's been on air, but I know for a fact you've said that one on air because I was really proud yeah. of you for telling that story on air. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. What steak knife situation? You were got mad and was like death gripping a knife at dinner, and she, you were at dinner with Catherine. And it was like the last night you ever drank. Oh, that was the guy who told me to shut up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and you I didn't threaten anybody, that. but yes, you were like hold, you were like holding the knife in your hand. You know who I was with when I did that? I thought you were with Catherine. I was with Catherine, but also with Louis and Francine, Nanny and oh. and Tino, and Michelle Latieri. And they made me move to a different part of the restaurant, and Tino came and sat with me in the other part of the restaurant. Because this guy just, he, I, I think he's trying to act like a tough guy in yeah. front of his girlfriend. Yeah. So I gra- you're right, I did. I grabbed my steak knife and said, you need to shut the F up. And Catherine's like, why don't you set that down, buddy? Yeah. Why don't you set her down there, Tom? Why don't you, why don't you put that steak knife down? I d- said, but honey, we're in a steakhouse. Why can't I pick up a steak? I got to eat my steak. It's- you don't have, you were eating a salad. We're on the first course, honey. <laughs> Pretty much true. I'm yeah, proud I, of you for telling that story because, listen, I got a lot of stories like that where I wasn't myself. Yeah. I was do like, I, it, maybe I didn't like kill anybody or threaten anybody, but I, right. I wasn't myself. I wouldn't normally act that way. And at the end of the day, it's like, Tom, somebody could come in here and be a jerk to you and you wouldn't react that way because that's not you. I mean, you, no, yeah, you'd, not be, anymore. you'd be mad, but you're not going to be like, I'm going to risk my whole life over this. No, that's true. So it was a good thing. Yeah, it is. It's, we're boring now. As a matter of fact, I think they shut that restaurant down now. It, 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 it's been open. Uh, no, it's still open now, but they're looking to... For some reason, the city wants to shut it down, and I don't know why. You should buy it. It's a great restaurant. Buy really, it. Really, really good. But, you know, I haven't been invited out to dinner with Tino in a while. I wonder if that... I wonder what. You know. Whatever. They love you. It's all true. Boy, I tell you what, but my, my group growing up... Yeah. Holy Christ. You can... You could run into some fighting, I will tell you. Yeah, that. and Holy some drinking, God. I bet. Oh, maybe a little drinking too. You might be right about that too. 
Um, this might be a very cool story because I just looked at the headline and it's a magnificent headline. Firefighters called to a raging house blaze. Yeah. And it was just an amazing Halloween decor- decorated house. I think this is the time <laughs> we stop and we go, listen, it's spooky season, correct? It is. October yes. kicks yep. it off. Before you put up even one little pumpkin or one little skeleton, ask yourself, is this too realistic? Yeah. Because this happens every mm. year. Or yeah, or you yeah, hear with the, like, the Christmas decoration where the guy had like the Santa that was hanging from his yes. uh, house and the legs would oh, move. Oh, yeah. Somebody yeah. thought yeah. someone was actually dangling. And they call the police a bunch of times. This house that they have backlit, it looks like you look in the door and the window, it looks like there's a blazing fire in there. Oh, it does. Yeah. It looks like the house is definitely on fire. So I'm guessing the firefighters were called how many yep. times? Yep. Uh, there's no higher praise for a Halloween de- uh, decor enthusiast. The Glens Falls... Oh, and of course, an ad had to pop up right over the story uh. because I hate you so much. The Glen Falls... It did it again. <laughs> the Glen Falls Fire Department call, was called out to a house for a confirmed structure fire, the upstate city on Saturday. And the firefighters were shocked to see no fire, but rather a premature yet amazing Halloween display. Why is it premature? It's October. I am with you. I think you can kick it off October 1st. You damn right. A video provided by the homeowner to the fire department showed the extravagant setup, which made the house look like a potential crime scene. Yeah, you guys pointed out to me, it does look like the house is on fire. You look in there, you go, there's a blazing fire. I hope everyone's okay. Do they have dogs? You run in there, you find out it's just like some lighting and paper. Yep. I'd be pissed. The decor makes it appear as though the house really is on fire, with faux flames lighting up and seemingly engulfing the interior through the windows. Yeah, we looked at the picture. It does look like that house is on fire, no doubt. sure. To our surprise, this was an amazing Halloween decoration, the fire department said. This display will be up Friday and Saturday nights for the public's entertainment until the end of October. Well, so that's kind of cool. A majority of Facebook uh, commenters, the fire department included, applauded the homeowners for their creativity. Our neighbors are so creative. Way to go, John and Matt. It is so realistic. Uh, The apparent neighbors wrote, uh, and the fire department official uh, Facebook page responded, they were both amazing. Thank them again. Uh, We like these calls. Because the house isn't burning to the ground, so that's good. You you think they might have been annoyed by it? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Probably. Probably. Uh, that's impressively surreal. Going to be uh, getting a lot of calls for this one. Someone else exclaimed, wow, that's insane how realistic it looks. It's crazy. There are like seven Ys on the word crazy. Crazy. Uh, however, the one person said it might be a good idea to notify the fire department when you're doing this so they know if they get a call for it. Yeah, it would be good if yeah. you can make it look like your house is on fire to tell the fire department. Well, especially because like, when you click on the picture and the video pops up, they have like a fan, so it yeah. looks like the flames are moving and everything. Yes. It's, it's too not, realistic. Yeah. Also, that's not like the Halloween vibe. So it's not like, oh, there's a ghost. If you saw like a ghost going in and out of a window on mm. Halloween, you'd go, obviously that's a ghost. But a fire doesn't necessarily go, that's Halloween. Well, right. yeah. No, also, right. wouldn't you worry as the homeowner that if you ever... Do you have a fire? They'll go, no, 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 no. Yeah. That, That's just that <laughs> silly house. Don't worry about that That's house. That's the boy who cried fire right there. Yeah, that would not be good if you did that. Yeah, I'm not here for it. You're not going to go with it? You've, you're I, fed up? I would tell Justin. Well, Justin would never. He would never. Like, we get maybe one light uh, of Christmas lights up, and we go, we did it. We did it. We, this year, we are festive. So, 
But yeah, I would say hard pass on that. You know, we honest to God have have some neighbors. We have two neighbors that I know of that leave their lights on all year round. Does it and bug they, you? And they light them. No, it's fine like with me. Like Christmas lights? Christmas lights, that's, Halloween decorate. They just leave it up and turn it on every night. Can I tell you something <laughs> that okay. I cannot wrap my head around mm. to be this like wealthy or, I don't know, or this whatever? People in our neighborhood pay to have somebody do their Christmas Oh, yeah. Lights. Oh, absolutely. You don't want me doing the Christmas lights. I know, I but come that. on. I that's, like the, that's like kind of the whole point of yeah. doing it. It would look it terrible. I know, but still, it's like uh, it's too done. It's done too well where you go. Right. They all look the same. It's very pretty, and I get where they're coming from, but like I feel like you have to get out there and try to do it yourself in whatever way that is. Yeah, because there's more pride that way. Does anybody get real trees anymore? No. Not uh, many. Because we yeah. don't. Oh, Andy, you don't. No. I would like to one year, but I don't think we will. No. No. Yeah, I just, I mean, they're beautiful for a while, and then they start to fit. I don't know. I, I just, they're really unsafe in your house to have a tree in your house that's been dead for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and then put a bunch of lights around it. Yeah. We, uh, my job was, I was the waterer. And I took a lot of pride in watering, getting down there, dumping water in. And we also had this um, little button to turn the lights on and off. Yeah. And every other time it would shock you. So we'd be like, oh, whose turn oh, is fun. it? <laughs> it was like there's something magical about the whole experience. You know, this might be the first year since Alex was born. And she's what now, 34? Uh, that's, I think, right. Gross, that I will Alex. Not, that I will not put her on my shoulders to put the star on top of the Christmas tree. Why are you going to do that? Because I'm not going to be in town. I'm going to be gone. That's going to be weird after 30. Well, she must have been like two when I first did it. Why are you going to be gone? 32 years. I just want to get away from Alex. So last year. (laughs) She goes with. (laughs) Last year you put (laughs) Alex on your shoulders. Yes. I want to see a picture of this. Absolutely. Andy, we got pictures of that, don't we? This needs to have been documented. I think so. I think mom's got one. I think mom's got a picture. Yeah, and she's on my shoulders. I'm holding on to her. She's putting the star on the top of the Christmas tree. And then, of course, we take it off, and then Fawny puts it on. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. You'll, you'll appreciate this. What goes on top of my Christmas tree? Black Santa. There's a shot. Thank God. Whoever <laughs> heard of God. it. Thank God. A nice salute to your mother, by the way. What do you mean? She's not black. Well, I mean, she's also not Santa. How how about if her feelings are hurt? Why? Because her skin color doesn't matter. But she loves... Just like 100 years ago, typically. The point is it's a black Santa. Santa. Yeah, everybody (laughs) loves black Santa. No, somebody in college got it for me as a joke, and it's, I was like, this is awesome. I'm a joke. Every year. Well, that would be good to have a black yeah. Santa if you're black. Yeah. Did they have Did they have any other skin colored Santas? Oh, yeah, definitely. Just, in I Japan, just, they call them Santa-san. Yeah. Santa-san? I'm mm-hmm. sure they do. I just found the black one and went with it. But, yeah, you put up whatever. I found the black one and went with <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Hey, whatever gets you through. I mean, he's not real, so he can be whatever color you'd like. It's not like whoa, you're whoa, like. Whoa, 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 whoa. Kids might be listening. Yeah, what are you doing? I hope not. Jeez, disclaimer. Oh, my. I literally talked about my front butt go- like two minutes what ago. What if Gogo was listening to this show right now and you just ruined Christmas? Listen, right? there's a big trend that people are raising their kids like that. Like what? Not believing in Santa? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a thing for sure. Why is that? Because what, no joy allowed? Because then you don't have to lie to them later or, like, you know, break also their hearts Also, they say later. that make sure that Santa doesn't give the biggest present because 
there's other people who, you know, you go to school and they're like, yeah. I got this, I got that. So you, I, my mom always said Santa gave a present, but it was never the biggest one. You know what's amazing to me about this? Your generation we ruin wants everything. to get rid of everything, ruin everything that the previous thousands and thousands of years, but your generation has to change everything. Yeah. Why welcome. is that? You're because welcome. We're trailblazers. Yeah. Because we earned this paycheck. I want my kids to know. Santa didn't get you that. I went and got you that with this my hard-earned money. Like that, I feel like is more of the vibe. Hard-earned like, money. Absolutely. You work here. I don't want to tell you. you work I, hard. I don't want to tell you. There is a whole trend online about people feeling betrayed when they find out the truth. Mm-hmm. Because the I know you're going to roll your people eyes. People are dramatic. Santa. Well, what was I two? You yeah, know, that's early. Yeah, you that's, definitely did. For most kids, two. it's like six to eight, something like no that. No, I was like abnormally old you guys are not gonna you guys are not gonna have a hard time believing that i believed in it for a long time what's, well, a, long, what's a long time i i gotta ask my mom because we were living in stillwater and i found it out uh again disclaimer maybe turn this down but i found out about the bunny first bald the bunny didn't what? bother me at all what bunny the easter, the easter bunny, bunny? Oh, I don't know. That doesn't no. bother me. Yeah, I, I, thought, I learned about the Easter bunny, and I was like, okay, whatever. I'll oh, ask my mom what age it was. supposed to be a human-sized bunny? Yeah, that's the thing. It's kind of not believable right. even to a child. This rabbit that lays out. Oh, wait. Uh-huh. I think my, the thing my mom always jokes about is I cried, and I said, what about the Easter bunny? Easter. That was a, I was crying so hard. What age? I'll ask her. 8.5 is the average for learning Santa's not real. It is? So there you go. It didn't. I guess oh, I God. I don't remember the day I found out that Santa wasn't real. Oh, but like, I do. Is I do. It that jarring for me and like, Andy do. We adults remember. looking back, like, do you feel like that shaped who you are today? Is because you uh, no. learned that Santa wasn't real. I it, remember being mad, but I don't remember being mad at my parents. I remember being mad at true. the kid who told me. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Jacob. I'm coming yeah, for you. Exactly. It's like, why'd you ruin this for me? I mean, I think at some level, I probably. Had an idea. Yeah. So I it was had no like, idea. You, know, I was oblivious. you just thought. So it's like you're shattering my, you know, suspension of disbelief here. Yeah. I just, I'm trying to. Th- I do believe I was four when I just went. This is not real. You never see the guy in the street. Where the hell is he? There. He's not in the North Pole. You knew that one, right? Even a four-year-old knew I feel that. So uncomfortable talking about yeah. this. Why? Because like, I do believe that, like. We're, we're like we're letting everybody know, right? Like the pause. That's you happening. are. You're the one who announced it. I know, but that's why I feel. Oh, like now she feels bad. Right. Oh, you can't okay. Put the toothpaste back in the tube. All right. Okay. So we're going full on. Like, here's what I here's what I think. Okay. And this goes for Santa. It goes for the Easter Bunny. It goes for Jesus. It goes for whoever you got. Yeah. If you want to believe something like that exists and it makes you happier and you don't mm-hmm. hurt other people, I'm happy for you. Right. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but like if you look at it logically, it's not a believable like oh this guy went and delivered a billion presents to right. everybody. Like right. yeah. But if you want to believe that there is a Santa somewhere just hanging out, good for you. Right. Like I said, as long as you're not harming other people and holding other people back because they don't believe what you believe, then I got no problem with it. Well, yeah. I don't get is the North Pole thing, because there is no North Pole. Like, there's no <laughs> land there. You don't like the factualness. You don't want to teach yeah, Ethan exactly. that like land mass exists there. Well, it's like I what happens that. when a kid looks at a globe and they're gonna go to the North Pole because that's where Santa lives and it's just a bunch of water. I mean, luckily their passport probably. Well, there's a six-month wait right now. I can let him in. Yeah, so don't worry about that. But, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, At the South Pole, 
That would work. That would work. They got that's yeah. that's your big problem right there. Mm-hmm. I, and I actually understand where you're coming from, Annie, because I hate the idea of like, we there's so many things you could teach a kid, right? And they yeah. go, brain can only fill with so much. And so why make that a lie? It took forever for me to learn that there's nothing in the at the North Pole. Yeah, I thought that it was like the South Pole. Right. You know because. That's where Santa lives, right? So I would not be shocked if somebody today listening to this broadcast goes, "Wow, like it was a revelation to them." Because yeah. like it wasn't that long ago where I was like, "Oh yeah, that that's not a thing." No, nope. right. North Pole's just a bunch of water, basically. There's nothing there. They should have done some research. Is that what you're saying? Yep. I mean, you can change the narrative. You can make it whatever you want. But the problem is, you got this guy over here who's going to be pretty adamant about keeping it. Mm-hmm. I love Christmas. We haven't really decided yet. I'm sure we're going to do the Santa thing. Yeah, it's super fun. Why wouldn't you? Right. It's, it's a harmless... Any joy in life? Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's harmless. I oh, think I my big problem is, so we got a biter right now, and she's like ruining a lot oh, of yeah. people's lives. Mm-hmm. My big problem would be if I told her the truth, she'd be out there in the world spreading that, like her bites. So it's like she'd be out there being like, do you know who's not real? <laughs> and I'd be like, Margo! Knock it off. Like, that's so that would be my problem is I don't want to ruin other people's good times, but like, I also I like it. I don't know, it's hard because, like, it's yeah, I, I see where people are coming from. Okay, you got the greater good, which is where the word God came from. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't know that, you know, it's well, not no true, idea. but what it's not true. The word God in yeah. the English language, yep, came from the greater good. Mm-mm. Where did it come from? It came from Old Germanic, I believe. Yeah, but they're all, they got their Gott. heads up their ass. Gott. Yeah, Gott. Gott in Himmel. I used to hear that all the time when I was a little kid. Mm, there you God go. God in heaven. Mm-hmm. But in any case. Oh, himmel means heaven? Himmel means heaven. God in heaven. Himmel. Oh, well, that's what they said to me anyway, so I assume that's probably true. But look, here, here's what I, I would like to ask. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know if there is a greater good out there. Why would you... Why do you deny? I don't know if you want to believe in God or not, but there's. How do we know if there's not a greater good out there somewhere, right? Right. So why is this such a problem? You know, because people take the idea of a God and stretch it out to benefit them and harm other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that pisses me off to no end. It's like, God will get you. God ain't going to get anybody. Settle down. Yeah. I don't know. We got a lot of people in the Bible. Yeah, well, he did. He got a lot of people in the Bible. He was a busy guy. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is very true. He's a busy guy. He he's a, well, he's a busy guy. Yeah. He's pretty hard to deny, right? I love people that have faith. I love it. Great. Yeah, that's fine. And, and again, as long as you, well, I just don't like the faith where it's like, well, you're not one of us, so you're out of the mix. I'm also like, fine what? with that. I like love being Ish. out of the mix. Do you? Like, love <laughs> it. Like, the less you care about what I do, the better. Like yeah, like I love when people yeah, are like, probably. you can't come to this because you okay, cool. Like as long as it doesn't like affect, like you know, I don't have to get worse parking. Okay, fine. Mm. Like I don't get to go to your weird two-hour Sunday thing. Fine. Wah. Fine with it. He <laughs> just reminded me of a friend of mine. I got. I'll never, <laughs> never forget that we're like teenagers, and one of my neighbors was a nice Jewish boy. And some guy was railing on Jews on Plymouth Avenue, <laughs> looking Jeez. back, just going nuts. Oh and there's God. a whole neighborhood of them, right? Yeah. And so this kid who's my age, he was, like, he was 11 or 12, something like that, and he literally looks at me and goes, hey, Ixnay on the UJ. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. I don't know if he made that up or not, 
or if he saw it in a movie or something. But oh I thought it was a fantastic line. We have to take a break. We'll be right back in a couple of seconds. Kristen Burt right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers there. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom Bernard is back. Every weekday, you'll hear Tommy B., Brittany Arneson. Yes, that Brittany Arneson. Along with Tom's pals Kent Herbeck on Fridays, Bob Sansevier, Mike Stretch Gelfan, Tim Lammers, and from Channel 5 Eyewitness News, Chris Eggert and Kristen Burt on entertainment and pop culture. It's Tom and the crew with opinions on news, opinions on life, opinions on entertainment, and of course, opinions on opinions on other people's stupid opinions. The Tom Bernard Show is a podcast, so you can listen when you want to listen. In the car, on the way to or from work, at home, on the job site, or wherever you need your Tommy B Show fix. Hear the show on the Tom Bernard Show app in your app store, as a podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, or see it on YouTube on the Tom Bernard Show channel. What can Hubbard Interactive do for your business? Let's take a listen and find out what they did for one local company, Steve the Window Guy. I'm Sally and I'm a digital brand strategist here at Hubbard Interactive. We met with Melissa from Steve the Window Guy and she was looking for help with their video advertising strategy. So we helped build a comprehensive plan for streaming TV and YouTube ads. And Melissa, tell us how it's been getting your message out with help from Hubbard Interactive. I've been working with them for five years and what I've learned is that they have both the experience and the depth inside their team to help me solve any creative marketing challenge that I've got. So over the years, I've moved from streaming TV to YouTube ads, and now we're moving towards SEO. And I'm loving the results that I'm seeing. Is there anything else you want business owners out there to know about Hubbard Interactive? I am so grateful for the entire team at Hubbard Interactive for effortlessly understanding our business and our marketing vision, and then always delivering only the best results. To find out how our experts can help your business grow, get in touch today at HubbardInteractive.com. New BrakeBest Select Pro, professional-grade brake pads and rotors from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Happy National Taco Day. A recent poll found only 5% of us don't like taco. How could you not like taco? What is wrong with you? How do you, how would you, it's chicken or beef or pork or whatever. Mm -hmm. So good. With a little lettuce and a little tomato wrapped in a hard shell tortilla. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? I don't trust That's a white person taco. Yeah. He's a white person That's talking. It's delicious. a hard shell. It's a white yeah, person no, you're talking. I definitely would not recommend the hard shell taco. I you gotta love go hard shell. shell. You guys, shell. tasty. White people tacos are like authentic tacos. Both of them are bomb. Like they're so good. That's true. And like mm. the difference. The nostalgia I have about like the tray of hard shell tacos coming out, and my mom having sour cream, cheese, iceberg lettuce, and beef. Like I love it. It's mm. all so good. Or the, the nostalgia of a taco in a bag with like the Dorito chips and you'd put all the taco meat in there that you oh eat like God. school. There's a song on social media mm-hmm. that's like white people taco night or something like yeah. that. And it's really funny. <laughs> so are we going to start going to black and brown people taco night too? I'm not. I didn't think so. <laughs> I'm going to eat all the tacos. I just love and how I'm, it's okay way, to attack white people. It's not for an their attack. Yes, you're, it is. you're looking at it as a negative and maybe they're saying it as a negative. But, like, I have no – if Justin said tonight right. we're having tacos, I know exactly what he's making, and I'm mm-hmm. pumped and, about right. it. And most of the time it's like, okay, you could also just say it's an American version of yeah. a taco. It's like going that's to Taco exactly Bell. That's, that's it's more like accurate. going to Taco Bell yeah. versus going to, like, a bodega or an actual, El Burrito like, on Robert Street yeah. in West St. Paul. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Robert Street. Or any of the tacos you're going to get here in California. They're yes. going to be a soft corn or flour taco. Boring. Nope, delicious. They're so good. Like I would destroy them some, right now. Some, some burrito tacos. Some tinga yeah. tacos. I would oh, burn them. Tacos. And by the way, we have a place out here, Tito's Tacos, and they do a hard shell, but they fry it. Yeah. So it's like a double fry, and then you put in the taco meat and your guac and your lettuce and tomatoes, and it's so delicious and Are you, greasy. Have and you and Alex yum. been hanging out together? Probably. Because both of you do this when you talk. And you put all the stuff together. Good. It's it's so really good. <laughs> I love a good taco. I do too. Tacos are fantastic. Well, if I like Mexican, me food Mexican food anyway. Food, yeah, I'll eat it anytime. I, mm. I agree. I love Mexican food. It's that. I don't know if I've ever had anything in Mexican that I didn't like. You know, it's all good. It's all the same things, just in different order. It really, yeah, it really that. is. Like <gasps> being. That's kind of negative. I saw this, you guys. An air fryer. They made nachos in an air fryer. It looked so insanely good it had like layers of cheese on it and they like dumped it out like a cube oh it looked so good nachos are a food group oh they're so good yeah i don't eat nachos are they good (gasps) how do you not it's tom Tom that is a girl dinner girl dinner i put everything on those nachos like the other day i made nachos with it was like i had well that's basically a hard shell taco i know but like what are you guys bitching at me for but it's different. It'd How be, do you not, not different. eat nachos? It is different. 
I don't put I don't put lettuce on my nachos nope. where I might put it on my taco. Whoa, whoa, mm. why not? Are you not after it's all <laughs> said and done? Go. Throw some lettuce on there. I no, I prefer like a pico de gallo, a lot of guac, just a hint of so- sour cream. Um, I like black beans on mine Same. versus pinto beans. Same. Lots of cheese, yeah, I'm not a crispy, not soggy. Either. I'm here's, very particular about my nachos. Here's how a little food we had in the house the other day. I made nachos out of, we have those like mozzarella balls for uh, go-go that are like in a little pack. Cut those up. I had steak, cut that up, put it on um, some tortillas that were like the crumbs at the bottom. Ate that with a fork. Delicious. Girl dinner. Girl yeah, I, gotta dinner. Go, I gotta go back because it's not true. When we go to Barrio, I do eat the nachos. The Barrio yeah. nachos are oh. fantastic. They are fantastic. They really are good. So, yes, Andy's looking at me like, what are you talking about? Right. You're like, Damn, we had taco or we had nachos last <laughs> night. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> Every yeah. so often. Uh, I, I love, I, I'm trying to think of some Mexican thing I don't like. I like everything. Mexican cuisine is phenomenal. It's Heck. delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's There's my no favorite. About it. Chips and salsa is like my meal so many times. Well, it is National Taco Day, Kristen, so you can yes. go out and get a couple of tacos. You're good to go. Mm. So excited. Andy, you not? Excuse. No, probably not. Are there any Mexican restaurants in your town? Yeah. I thought so. There's a good one, isn't there? Yeah, really good. And at I'm, the I'm not going to be doing there. a whole lot of eating Mexican food for uh, the next few weeks. Well, Oh, yeah, that's true. You won't be. Nope. We'll talk about why later. Andy's pregnant, but we haven't told anybody yet. Well, you can no, eat that's Mexican food it. when you're pregnant. But you can't eat Mexican food without drinking a margarita. So. That's, oh, that's that true. That's also true. <laughs> that's where I always get caught up. Mm-hmm. There you Give go. Give him one margarita. I actually don't like margaritas at all. <laughs> I don't either. That's not my drink of choice. Is it really? I just, mm-hmm. tequila, it's, I hate tequila. It's a tequila ter- on the rocks with salt. Just mm. one. That's all I need. It yes. makes me giggle. It makes me so happy. Kristen, you ever hear my tequila story? No. My good friends over in St. Paul, on the the best restaurant, Mexican restaurant I've been to, they opened one in downtown Minneapolis and invited me to the opening. Right. So I go in, and the owner of the place says, "Tom, I would like you to try this very special tequila." And I said, "I don't know if you want me drinking tequila." He goes, "No, it's really, really special." And I really want you to try it. I found out later, by the way, that the bottle that he served it from uh, was like a couple of thousand dollars. Dang. This was ancient ancient tequila. Ancient tequila was, I don't Mm. know what the hell it was, but it was very expensive. And you're like, this tequila has turned. So here's the problem. So he brings me almost a full glass of tequila. Not the one you want. Like, whoops. So I'm drinking it. I'm kind of sipping it and going along and all the rest of it. And yeah, I mean, literally, it must have been like 300 bucks worth of tequila. And I'm drinking it, so I'm not going to like, like, well, I'll just not finish it. I, mean, I got to finish it, right? Yeah, you have to. So I finish it, and he's coming at me with the bottle again. And I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm going to give you more tequila. And I said, I don't, wouldn't do that if I were you. And he goes, why not? And I said, because I'm really pissed off, and I don't know why. Right. <laughs> right. If you give me more tequila, I might to kill you. <laughs> I might to kill you. Honestly, God, tequila's like... <sighs> yeah, we don't need that. I'm hyperventilating, staring at people. <laughs> we don't tequila, need <laughs> I'm in a fit of giggles. It makes me so happy. That's wonderful. See, that's it how it is. should be. And that's why I'm like, one margarita just puts me in a great place, and that's all I need. Nothing more. I understand completely. So, uh, Catherine and I are starting to hit the wall. We are wrapping up so many. We watched the last episode of Deadlock. 
I think I told you that. We've only got, uh, we watched a couple of last episodes again last night. We only got one episode left of Lioness. I mean, I got to find some new shows to watch. You've got 46 episodes that are 90 minutes long of Endeavor. Right. We do still have Endeavor, so that, <laughs> that should take us through the winter anyway. The Endeavor Marathon. <laughs> that is a good show, by the way. Very, very well acted. I know, but I was like, don't tell me you're hitting a wall. <laughs> well, no, not, not in that particular area, but, uh, you know, it all works out in the end. I, I just, Catherine and I literally, we go our own ways and do our own thing all day long and all the rest of it. And then around 7, 7.30 every night, we get, get together and sit downstairs and watch a couple of things. It's very, very nice. I like doing that, you know. We tend to like the same thing. She has her stories, I guess, and I have... I don't know if I have my stories or not. We tend to like the same things. Well-written yeah. drama, we like that a lot. Or, I mean, have you guys gotten through Succession? I know you were starting to watch we're, that. Yeah, we're, what are there, four seasons, right? Yeah, they, <laughs> and yeah, and you know, Hollywood Reporter, just make, this is why it's at the top of my head. They, they were naming like the top like 50 shows of the 21st century so far. Succession's number three. So really? I like, yeah. What's one and what do you, two? What do you guys think number one is? I just would be curious to hear what you would think. This is, is the number, number one, one drama? What is it? A number one at what? So it's the number one TV series of the 21st century so far. Mm, Game it's of Thrones? Your, like, um, what was yours? Game of Thrones? Not Game of Thrones. Hmm, Can surprising. it be a comedy? Or does it have to be a uh, drama? The, I will just tell you they're all dramas that I'm seeing. Yeah, so that's in what the I top, thought. like that's what I thought. no, actually no no number four is a comedy. So you can really? you can say a comedy. I would say like Stranger Things is probably got to be up there. Uh, what's the mess one? Breaking Bad. Twenty first. Breaking Bad's got to be up there. Breaking yeah. Bad's on the list. It's not number one. The series that's number one <laughs> is a little Anarchy. bit like it it ended its run in 2015. Really. Oh dang! Yeah. Got to go back in there. Was it? Uh, if I want me to sing the theme song as the a hint. The Sopranos. That's number two. Yes. Wow. I mean, that's How really can that be number two? Sing the theme song. Ready? So it's called Out of Tune. <laughs> Besides that, <laughs> honestly, like I know that you think you're yeah. giving it to us right now, Kristen. <laughs> no Kristen. clue. But not a clue. Mad Men. Mad, oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'll be yeah. honest with you. I would agree with the first several seasons. That last season was terrible. I agree on that last season. That I, season was and, horrible. You know, people argue with me on social media because I've been like, that season seven was atrocious. Terrible. And people were like, ah, it's so good. He was the Coca-Cola guy. And I'm like, no, that didn't make any sense. It's on the storyline. <laughs> Sorry to spoil it for anyone. It ended in 2015. You had yeah. time. You got but, it. Um, you know, but other seasons, like if you go and watch season four, that is mm -hmm. like a master class. It is. In it, is yep. it was so good. Um, Elizabeth Moss and and um, John Hamm, mm -hmm. they were just they had some scenes together that season that were just epic. I love January Jones in that show. Whatever happened to her? She's out there and working. Is she? I yep, like her. And she's a, lot. a big little social media star too. Oh, is she really? What is like she why? Is, yep. Why is that? She's funny. And I really? think like that's I, I sit there and I think she's being underutilized. I think if someone found her a really great comedy, whether it's a movie or a TV series, I think that she would be just hilarious and be a big breakout star in this. Yeah. I always liked her on that show. That that didn't end well though, her on that show, did it? Oh gosh, you know, Betty Draper's storyline was just so dark. Right, rough. right. 
She had a rough and, and go. And even for Sally, their daughter, it was it was a rough go. And, yeah. you know, you forget my mom oftentimes would watch Mad Men and we'd talk about the episodes. And she's like, yeah, you know, people would, you know, go to their neighbors and not think about the kids. They'd go and check on them like two hours later while they're, you know, you're over at your neighbors smoking and drinking and you'd come home two hours later. I hope the kids are OK. Yeah, I mean, it. it God, you know, just thinking back now, because I'm kind of glad you brought this up, because you look back at Mad Men, which I absolutely loved, except for that final season. The Sopranos, I thought, was great from beginning to end. Look at TV back in, back in the, from the year 2000 till today. TV has gotten better and better and better. It's amazing. Yeah, some of the other, um, so The Sopranos was number two, Succession's number three. Okay. Um, number four, this is where the comedy comes into play, 30 Rock. 30 Which Rock know, came in ahead of The Office? Yeah. That's ridiculous. The so Wire was, was number hard to five. Believe. Okay. 30 Rock wasn't funny at all. Okay, shut your mouth. <laughs> I, I think 30 shut Rock you. is funny. 30 Rock that. is so funny. Alec, it's I a can't great stand ensemble. You barely watched any of it. Because Alec Baldwin's on it. I yeah, can't but stand him. You like when they talk face block or whatever, or my face. Yeah, my face. That was good. I was just on my face. Um, Better Call Saul is ahead of Breaking Bad, which I think is interesting. That's another huh. mistake. Yeah. yeah. Better Call Saul Girls is okay. on the list. Freaks and Geeks. Bojack Horseman. That's the top ten. Daily Show's number eleven. So. Ugh. The Daily the Ameri- Show. The I, Americans. I love Bojack Horseman, but I, I honestly don't even know how to recommend that to people because it's so dark. And everyone thinks it's going to be a comedy, and it is not. It's a very specific audience that yeah. would watch that. I have watch a question that. for I it. tried watching it. Wasn't a huge fan. No. Are you telling me The Office didn't make the top 25? Wait. Let me look. Let me look. I'm oh, trying sorry, to find I scrolled it. through Hang the on. list, and it, I didn't see it. Wow. Got down it's not even on the top 50. Very that hard to believe. phenomenal. I don't oh. know about the top 50, but it wasn't like top 20, not top 25. Oh, God. I, I mean, that show um, is always funny. Always. I saw Kate Flannery last night. I was at Dancing with the Stars. She's wonderful. And she's so great. And I, by the way, she is like the nicest woman ever. She is. She's a very nice she's person. So kind. And um, she did the show a couple years ago. And she's always a big supporter and comes back. And by the way, your listeners, I've got to tell you, I was sitting behind the judges last night. So I was on camera most of the show. Mm-hmm. Dang. So girl. many of your okay. listeners were snapping my photo and sending <laughs> it to me. They want commercial breaks and like I see you and I'd be looking at my phone and I'm getting like this weird meta like alternate universe of like photos of me on TV while I'm watching the show live in the audience. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, it was really sweet. I really appreciated it. And I know a lot of them were looking at the behind the scenes photos. I put up a ton. If you're looking for it, it's on my Facebook stories, my Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really cute, though. I was like, oh, my gosh, Tom has the best listeners. There's no, our listeners are the best. They, they tend to be very smart people. They tend to do well in life. They're happy people. So, I mean, that's the kind of people we like, right? Yeah, they're really kind. They're always, they're always writing really nice messages. Yep. So I appreciate yep. it. <laughs> Andy, is this, is this not happening? I don't think so. I okay. haven't heard anything. Okay, if you've heard something, that's great. But if not, it's not a problem. Um, okay, so you just mentioned a bunch of... I still... How the hell could The Office not make the top 50? Yeah, that is I just, really surprising. I, I didn't see it on the top 50. Did anyone else God. see in the top 50? I was scrolling. <clears throat> that oh. show is hilarious. And both of them were the British version and the American version are both great. Both excellent, well, which is cultural, very rare. The cultural impact of The Office was extremely high. Yes. 
Whereas, like, when's the last time you heard someone reference the Americans? Right. I couldn't name a single time <laughs> in my life. Whereas The Office, it's like you can't go a week without hearing someone talking about it, even though it's been 20 years almost since it started. Okay, we have to have Brittany deliver her favorite line from the show, and she does it so well. I love it. Okay, so it's Michael Scott talking about his views on things, and he goes, you know, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. <laughs> that is one of the greatest lines so of all time. It's so stupid and good. It's just I'm like, a little stitious. It just goes, oh, I love that. I also love when he's looking at his mug that says best boss ever yeah. or like world's best mm-hmm. boss. And he's like, do you like that? Yeah, I got my I got that for myself at Spencer's. Yep. And you go, ooh. <laughs> Spencer's gifts. Spencer's gifts. That you bought it for yourself is rough. Does Spencer's still exist, by the way? I wonder. I don't know. I, don't no, know. I believe so. It Let's always see. has such a weird smell to it. It has like did, a really? chewing smell to it. I went into a Spencer's one time in my life and I was like, this isn't the place for me. No, it's not the place for you, Andy. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> one in Roseville, one in Bloomington, and one in Blaine. Oh, I didn't even know it still really? exists. I don't think we have them out here on the West oh. Coast, at least in the L.A. area. Maplewood, Maple Grove, St. Cloud. There's actually yeah. a lot of them. Yeah, pretty much every mall. Spencer says such a weird vibe because it'll be like goofy, goofy, and then straight up like boobs and vagina. And you're yep. like, what? what? Yeah. Yes. It's like sex the toys. In... calendars. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. I did not know that. It's, it's yep. very unique store to walk no Chippendales. Clue. Chippendales used to sell their calendar there. Dang. Oh, did they really? The Chippendale dancers? Yeah, back when the Chippendales were like a big thing in the 80s, you know, that pop culture moment. Oh, gosh. Isn't that wonderful? God, I'm never talking to Hollywood again. How you didn't include my show on your top 50, get away from me. Yeah, Tinseltown, suck it. Tinseltown. How dare you? I agree. This is me off to no end. What the hell? What the hell? And by the way, the extended versions are even better than the original version. I got onto the extended version because of you. Phenomenal. It's so They're funny. so good. But there are some times you go, that was good they cut that. Yeah, like- <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. By the way, speaking of Chippendales, has anyone seen the Welcome to Chippendales series? No. no. Is nope. it good? Yeah, it's so good. It's on Hulu. All right. Yeah, so I'm just thinking, I was like, that's a really good series if people haven't checked it out. And it's about the formation of the club and what happened. I mean, it's like just drug, sex, and rock and roll. It's fantastic to see how it came to life and then took a really dark turn. And you're like, this is such a wild story. Um, There's a great podcast, too. Um, about it called Welcome to Your Fantasy that also goes through more of the the factual aspect of it versus the Hollywood version of it. Yeah. But yep. both of them are excellent if you're interested in the story. So it should be. You have to be interested in the story. Yeah. And the Chippendale story is juicy. Like, it is one of those that I was like, what a wild time to like live in Los Angeles and New York. I would imagine so. You know what? That's one thing that does break my heart is when I watch the news at night because I've lived in Chicago, I've lived in New York. I never did live in L.A., but that bothers me that two of the cities I lived in that I just loved are just being trashed. Makes me sad. Um, you know, I visited both. They are, you know, they're cities. They're a little bit more dangerous than they were a few years ago. Uh, but a little, they- yeah. But what you're seeing is the news version. You know what I'm saying? Because I live in a city and I get it. Like there are aspects of the city that are maybe more dangerous that need to be taken care of. But living in a city or visiting New York or visiting Chicago, the experience is still there. Mm -hmm. And don't let the news scare you. 
Well, when a hundred people storm a store and break down the front wall and steal everything, that does more than just bother me. How you can be that big a pig, piece of turd, I will never understand. Agreed. The smash and grabs are ridiculous. Ah, disgusting. They're ridiculous. And, you know, here in California, we have a law that, you know, doesn't punish them. But I'm like, we're at a point, I'm like, if you're going into Louis Vuitton, if you pick up a keychain, it's like $1,000. So I I know. Tough so titty. they need Get to start job. going after that. Get a job. Get a job. So you can buy a thousand dollar keychain. That's the crazy thing. Exactly. Like they probably have jobs. <laughs> Now, this whole idea that now people can get away with whatever the hell they want to get away with drives me crazy. You're telling people, oh, go do whatever you want. We won't charge you with a crime. Don't worry about it. Why would you do that? I'm interested because, you know, I follow it a lot because it does happen here in California. But Mm -hmm. people are starting to, like, trip the people who are looting because people are frustrated, you know. And so I've seen them as they're all running out the door. Like, people have, like, tripped them or they've yelled back at them. And I'm like, it's the... Maybe, and I hate to say this because I don't want this to happen, but I feel like it almost has to escalate for people to really take it seriously Mm -hmm. and do something. But hasn't it escalated enough? People are getting killed every night now. Every night. smash and grabs. But see, when the smash and grabs turn violent, that's when people are going to like, oh, okay, law enforcement will be like, we have to, we're going to do something. Lawmakers, okay, we have to do something. Don't you think it would have been a good idea to never let it happen in the first place? That would have been great. <laughs> How about the fact that they're accusing Target of being racist for shutting down stores that are too dangerous to have open? Yeah, I don't know that that's racist. No, I, I don't if either. You, if you look at it, uh, <laughs> any store and you're like, hey, this store is losing money because we're getting robbed all the time. Right. Then, yeah, shut it down. It makes business sense. Do you think there are a lot of news anchors that love to use the word racist because they think it makes them look, oh, I'm all supportive? Well, yeah, because you're going to get people that are always ready to, like, jump on a cause or click on a headline that says racism because it's a very, you know, trendy word to throw around. So then you're going to get, oh, like, let me see if Target's really racist so I can be woke. But a problem I have with that is when real racism, racism occurs, nobody notices. Oh, no. Which, so why are you doing that? Don't do that. Right? Right. Well, it's, and it has a lot of, like, the fight the man aspect to yeah, it. Too. Like, oh, suppose. we can tear down the huge major corporation that is Target. What if they ruin the career of Kristen Burt? What are you going to do then? Well, then that would be racist. See, yeah. that's racist. Because <laughs> oh I'm eating a white person taco night. <laughs> right. White person taco night. Let's right. get it going. With her, with her margarita, yeah, and her beef tacos, yeah. He's got a margarito and beef tacos. Boy, you're loaded for bear there. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right, anything else in Hollywood that's really, I mean, are you looking forward to what's coming out of Hollywood in the future? Because television's great. Uh, we had Michelle Mann in the Mann Theaters when you were on yesterday. Did, were you impressed with her? Yeah, I thought it was a great conversation. Um, I loved asking her some of those questions about, you know, obviously their business model has changed and, mm-hmm. like, how they've had to adapt to audiences choices and preferences whether it's the you know concession stand or whether it's like seating there i'm sure that they're noticing like those event films are going to be big for them Mm -hmm. they're going to have a huge weekend with taylor swift they're going to have a huge weekend with beyonce and i think the more that this uh the theaters embrace it too it just makes for like you can have fun event nights you can do things in the lobby because people love a good photo op for social Mm -hmm. media the more times you offer those opportunities, the more times people are going to come out and buy a ticket. I'm not kidding. You go to a movie theater now, particularly a man theater, 
uh, you know, Michelle's a friend of mine, so I'm going to support my friend, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like if you're thinking, oh, I don't want to go back to the oh, everybody's all squished together and it's all the people. It's not like that anymore. They're big, very comfortable chairs. You can put your feet up. You can raise the temperature or lower the temperature on your seat. What? If anybody walks in front of you, they, they have plenty of room to get by, even if your feet are up. I mean, it's a completely different experience than it used to be. But I will tell you one thing about Michelle's family that pisses me off. Huh. I didn't get to buy Grauman's Chinese Theater. What the hell is that? What the hell is that? How cool would it have been to own Grauman's? Think yeah, about that. Yeah, TCL owns it now. Oh, TCL does? TCL owns it, and they, they run uh, the Chinese Theater. And the Egyptian, which I believe the man's family, I meant to ask yeah, for that yesterday. Yeah. I believe they also owned it. Uh, it's now owned by Netflix. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That whole area is really interesting. Like Hollywood is not that well maintained. However, if you went and just did like a theater visit, um, you could visit the Dolby Theater, which has a, a fabulous oh, yeah. backstage yep. tour if you like the Oscars. <laughs> Next door is Mans or TCL Chinese Theater. Um, and then across the street is the El Capitan, which Disney owns. And then right down the street is Netflix Egyptian. And they're all beautifully maintained, yeah. restored theaters. Yeah. It's I, I love that aspect of it. It kind of makes me sad remembering the Kodak Theater because I got to believe it ain't the Kodak Theater anymore. It's the Dolby Theater. Yeah, now. That's and what I thought. I, yeah. I worked at the Kodak Theater. I used Did to you be really? The media, yes. So I was oh. their media representative. And so when the Oscars would come and there'd be international um, media outlets and things, I would give them like a backstage insider look of like what happened at the Oscars, where the actors went, give them facts of like, you know, the statuette is eight and a half inches tall, like that kind of thing. Um, you know, and it, or I guess it weighs eight and a half pounds, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and it was really a fun job because it was all surrounding the excitement of the Oscars. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Is there any story that sticks out is like the most incredible or unbelievable? Like nobody, like what's your one, oh my gosh, moment from that job? Ah, uh, my gosh. I have so many moments, but I think some of my favorites are people don't realize. And I, I think for the winners, they, they obviously understand when they get their Oscar and then they go backstage, they're like, put up this like back elevator, which is like nothing. It's just like an old industrial elevator. It takes you up though to the second floor and there's winner's walk and winner's walk is literally a line of photographs of all the people that came before you, like big epic moments. And you realize like you have just joined the ranks of a very elite group and it takes them like down this long hallway to the hotel next door. And then when they walk into the hotel, they're greeted by the media, like all the cameras. And so it's like a really mm. glamorous, like crazy introduction to be like, you just got a, like a membership to this very cool club. Isn't that wonderful? It's really neat. And it if is. you do the tour at the Dolby Theater, by the way, they will show you Winner's Walk. So um, if you ever have the opportunity to go and stand on that stage, it's fantastic. Can I just call it Dolby Kodak? Dolby Kodak. I still call it the Kodak out of habit because I was <laughs> yeah. in the Kodak for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And I have, there's an old photo of me floating out there somewhere on the internet, like polishing an Oscar. <laughs> oh, God. Is it one that it's, you won? Yes, I stole an Oscar. Don't tell the Academy. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, but I've had like a million random little jobs in the entertainment industry, but I will say that was one of the coolest ones I've ever had. It was so I much fun. Bet. Well, your career has been pretty damn cool. You've worked for a lot of great people, a lot of great places. 
you know, it's true. <laughs> and I forget sometimes, like I'll tell stories and I'm like, oh yeah, this happened. And people are like, what? Yeah. Like how, how did that happen? I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes I was just like in the right place at the right time or met the right person or through a random connection, wound up here and, and found myself in an extraordinary place. Well, the problem, the only problem you did have was all great, but then God paid you back by having you work with Jesse. <laughs> Well, that was also through a connection, too, because oh, I was, was living. Yeah. So I was living in Minneapolis working for Shop NBC, which I think is it's a different name now, Shop HQ or something. But I was yeah. working for the yep. Home Shopping Network and my professor at uh, UCLA, I'd taken a, a course on celebrity interviewing with him, happened to be working on Jesse Ventura's show. They were trying to launch it um, at MSNBC. And he was working as a segment producer. They were originally supposed to film in L.A. That he decided to change it to St. Paul. And so they had to fly the whole crew back and forth every single week, which was oh, crazy. Um, and I don't know who the newscaster was, but they had a local Minnesota newscaster as his newsreader. And he hated her <laughs> because she had covered him as governor. And he was just like, get her off set. Blah, blah, blah. And so in a panic, like the day before that they were going to tape one of the shows, he's like, can you just come in and sit in the newsreader desk? And have a news back i mean i have an entertainment journalist background right. but i don't have a classic broadcast <laughs> journalism background and i was like sure i can read off a teleprompter and so i just like came in and they were like if jesse says black you say white if he says up you say down um so they wanted me to, to constantly debate him um but that's how i wound up on the on the show and they just kind of kept me around because he tolerated me you know i didn't irritate him enough to, for him to get rid of me. I can relate. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're close, but. You're like, this is a very relatable sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. on the line. <laughs> very relatable. So. Yeah, Jesse and I used to be friends, but I, we have not been friends in years now. So when when did you work with him? That was 2003. So Four? Jesse and I haven't been buddies in over 20 years. My that sounds God. about right. Yeah, it's probably about right. I guess that's it. All right, young lady, a hell of a report, I thought. Thank you. I'll see you all tomorrow. She's moving with those hands again. She's talking with those hands. Hey, we'll see you Bye. tomorrow. Bye. See you tomorrow. <laughs> we'll be right back right after this. Wrap things up. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. What can Hubbard Interactive do for your business? Let's take a listen and find out what they did for one local company, Steve the Window Guy. I'm Sally, and I'm a digital brand strategist here at Hubbard Interactive. We met with Melissa from Steve the Window Guy, and she was looking for help with their video advertising strategy. So we helped build a comprehensive plan for streaming TV and YouTube ads. And Melissa, tell us how it's been getting your message out with help from Hubbard Interactive. I've been working with them for five years, and what I've learned is that they have both the experience and the depth inside their team to help me solve any career creative marketing challenge that I've got. So over the years, I've moved from streaming TV to YouTube ads, and now we're moving towards SEO. And I'm loving the results that I'm seeing. Is there anything else you want business owners out there to know about Hubbard Interactive? I am so grateful for the entire team at Hubbard Interactive for effortlessly understanding our business and our marketing vision, and then always delivering only the best results. To find out how our experts can help your business grow, get in touch today at HubbardInteractive.com. Hey, you know what I don't get? Why is that company always telling you to just do what? What is it? To just look like everybody else? Or maybe just pay way too much for your shoes? Well, Skechers, we know what we want you to do. Just slip in. That's right. 
just slip in to do hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Because we think once you try a pair of Skechers slip-ins, you're not going to want to just do anything else. Why? Because slip-ins are the easiest, most comfortable shoes ever. You don't have to bend down to put them on. You don't even have to touch them. Heck, your hands can be forward. You can just step right into them and go. They're that easy and comfortable. So what are the secrets behind Skechers slip-ins? It's like they have an invisible built-in shoehorn, so your foot slides right into place. Then our heel pillow technology keeps your foot comfy and secure. And slip-ins are for the whole family, men, women, and kids, in all your favorite styles. So just slip in to Skechers Slip-ins. It's just that easy. Find slip-ins for the whole family at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Will they find a home? Sponsored by Geico. Susan has always wanted to live in a chateau. I like a certain je ne sais quoi. While Jake is more into the Cape Cod style home. It's a classic look. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle home and car insurance with Geico. It's easy, and they could save even more. In the end, Susan and Jake found a Cape Cod style home where they will only speak French. Bonjour, je t'aime, uh, merci beaucoup, and uh, cordon bleu. You'll get better with time. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, back here at Tom Bernard Morning Show. I'd like to close out the last about five minutes of the show. So, you got plans for game two? Yeah, I am going to uh, sit with my lucky bobblehead. I'm not going to do anything. What time's it at? Tell me everything. 3.40. 3.40. Where can Mm -hmm. I watch it? It is on ESPN, right? I believe so, yes. It'll go on any streaming service you got. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll watch it. I I mean, all I'm doing the rest of the day is studying, so I definitely will throw it on the old tube. Studying. I know. I have a pharmacology test on Friday, and I'm a little scared. (coughs) Failure. Anyway. You're going. (laughs) I'm going where? To, to the, the game. game. To the pharmacology test. Today, to the yeah. Pharmacology. yeah, the pharmacology test. It's like yes. your worst nightmare. Any minute now. Do you not know the answer? I am going. I was invited by Josh Arnold to go to the game today. Catherine and I are going to go, 340. What I love about that is we'll be home by 7 o'clock. That's yeah. so fun. I love that. What food are you going to eat there? I don't know. I don't know what they got going, but I'm ready. I'm ready. I love eating at the Twins game. So oh, I agree. How many playoff games are there? Great question. <clears throat> There's a three-game set of this one. They won the first one, but if they win today, the, the series is over. Oh, and they just wait to move on to the next. And idea. I think there's three rounds. So yeah. they win in the yep. next. Okay. If they make it to the next round, they win that one, and then they go to like the semi or final the to get to the World Are they series. seven and seven uh, okay. games? I believe so. They're seven and seven. seven, after seven. After are the after Are the next series also out of three games? No, seven. Oh, I'm hmm. sorry. That's what you're saying. Yeah. When you said she seven and listen. seven games, I didn't know what that meant. To a word that no. anyone. I'm sorry, said. I didn't know that terminology. I literally like wrote the, it down. What was the guy's name? Just got fired. Kevin McCartney. What's his name? Oh yeah, that's. Should Same we vote? Story. Should we vote right now? Wait, <laughs> can you guys wait till I leave to Let's vote me vote out? Let's vote her out. <laughs> We're voting out Brittany. So wait, just to clear up. Next series is out of seven, and then the next one's out of seven, and the yeah, World I Series believe, is I believe out of seven. so. Okay. It's either that or it might be five. I'm not sure how. Andy, would you look that I up, just please. started becoming a Twins fan. 
You did? Die hard. Die hard. You've been around me your whole life, and you haven't been a Twins fan. I actually, I mean, by I'm proxy, not really a baseball fan in general. If I had to pick oh, a team all my life, I'd pick the Twins, just because I like all the other Minnesota sports teams. But now, we believe. We believe. <laughs> we, believe. <laughs> we believe, baby. So I'm here. I've I got, got a lot of hat. cute Twins gear. I'll wear it tomorrow. Andy, if you know I'm wearing a Twins hat for the first time in 18 years. You've worn it before. No, I haven't. No? I've worn, worn blue hats, but not a Twins one. You've had that hat and mothballs for I mean, look how years. look at the shape it's in. It's in Pristine. It looks, yeah, it Pristine. looks brand new. It does. Pristine. See, there you go. So I'm very excited for game two. Uh, we got great pitching. Gray's going to pitch today. I got to believe the Twins can walk away with a two-set, two-game set. Yeah, they're going to need some more help from people not named Royce Lewis. Yeah, that would be good. Because yeah. I think we count, were out hit yesterday. Yeah, I think yeah. counting on him to hit two home runs every game is probably not <laughs> the best way to advance through the playoffs. But true, it's always nice to know that you have him, and he doesn't seem to have lost a step due to injury. So, so is postseason the same thing as playoffs? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, there's between 32 and 53 games, depending. What do you mean? Oh, like in Appar- totality. To- it says depending on how deep each series runs. I don't know what yeah, that but means. But how long is the series? What, we, that's deep. The deepness is what we need to figure out. How long is the series? The first one's three games. Well, let's see. 2023. I guess it's different every year. But uh, 2023, how many games are there? So Like what go. in the next? How many? Yeah. Here's the schedule. Also, First Ave came out with merch for the Twins. Uh, and they're super cute. They have like hats that have all these little stars on it, and then say twins. It's very cute. So we were against the Blue Jays. Yep. Yep. Okay. Three so game you... set. Okay. I have no idea. It doesn't say what the next round is. The next round is versus the Houston, whatever that is. Houston Astros. Astros. Sure. Yeah, but how many just... games is it? Uh, I doesn't say. I'm weird. pretty sure it's seven. <clears throat> I'm you know what? Be... We'll ask tomorrow. Well, if you yeah, know, really. Judd, we'll ask Judd tomorrow. Yeah. He'll know. Not telling, talking to Judd. Forget it. Because <laughs> it was my idea, even <laughs> yeah, though it's your it was idea. Your... <laughs> <laughs> I gotta believe it goes three seven seven, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know if that's the only the reason. Most I mean, likely. that's how it used to go, on, but they've changed a lot. I'll check my email. Baseball. I bet you listeners are writing <laughs> in. I, oh, that's probably I true. Put my computer away because we're about to make the transition. But on kind of a sad note, do you think this is it for Buxton? The fact that he got hurt yet again. Oh, my Buxton. I really loved watching I don't know if play. it's it for him as far as a play. Like, I don't, his career will continue. I think it is going to be tough for him, I think, to stay here. Because right. now, right. all of a sudden, with Royce Lewis, I don't, I've never met Byron Buxton, but if he's the type of person where he was expecting to be the star of the team and mm-hmm. kind of face the franchise, I think that ship has definitely sailed. <clears throat> well, it's just unfortunate because he not only assumed he was the superstar – at times, until he got hurt, he played like a superstar. Yeah, like, but he just kept getting hurt because he played so hard. I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think too, in a, like, if he does stick around long term here, it and he is okay with you know taking kind of a secondary seat to Royce Lewis, and mm-hmm. Royce continues to play well. Then, like, could you imagine that combination of a Byron Buxton that doesn't have all the pressure on him to right. carry the franchise? So maybe right. he doesn't get hurt as much. And yeah, you now you have two very very solid players to help you. In the playoffs. God, that is exciting. I hope I hope they win today. That'd be so That'd fun. That'd be great. And, I'll be there. Yeah, it's because just being in that stadium yeah. and like even just around downtown, everybody's happy, and it's like this town is definitely much much better when, whether it's the Twins, the Vikings, or the Wild are 
doing it's well. It's so exciting. I loved hearing the audio and the crowd just go absolutely wild. It's just mm-hmm. so fun. Uh, we used to live pretty close to the um, Target Field, and so we'd go to a bunch of games, and now I haven't been to a game in forever. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. Even when they're losing, it's fun to go sit at a game. And Byron Buxton's one of those people, if you ever got to see him play when he's at his best, he is one of the most athletic people I have. Byron Buxton. When he, yeah, he is, when yeah. he's not getting hurt, he will do something with strides where you go, he's making it look easy, and I know it's not. All right, I'm going to hold up a picture, and you tell me who this is. Okay. Who is that? Kent Herbeck. Look at him. That's Kent Herbeck, right? It is, but look at him. I only know it because his number. Yeah. I've... I've was just going to say that's the only other old-timey Twins player I know. Oh. And do you see that? Not really. He oh, looks he can't see it. like he's got... He looks like he's about 16. I know. And he looks like he's got is. still hope and isn't yeah. like as, <clears throat> oh, whatever kind well, of vibe. Let's see. When like... did Kent Herbeck... <gasps> let's see. He was born in 1960, and he started with the Twins in uh, 81, so he was only 21 years old. Wait so. a minute. Herbeck is 63? Yep. Herbeck. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Can you imagine when we talked to him on Friday? How I swear he's... to God, when I talked to him on Friday, I thought you were like 37 still. He acts like it when he oh goes. Oh, my God. He, he does his birthday every year in Vegas. Yeah, he does. Like, what a 20-year-old female. Him. I love it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Don't shame The more him. I find out about Herbeck, the more I like, like I, I love him. He's so crazy. Oh, he's a wonderful guy. He's so funny. Like, it's my favorite thing he used to when. Every person on the team was pissed off at me. He'd pretend in front of them he was my best friend. That's it was hilarious. Funny. Tommy, how you doing? Great to see you. Oh, Joe <laughs> just sent me the picture. Oh, he sent you the picture. Good. Apparently, Joe had yeah, Joe, it too. Thank you. Yeah, Joe's the one that ran across it. Yeah, <clears throat> he's pretty young there. I mean, so he's got to be what twenty-three years old there or something, if that. Yeah, what? early twenties. What time are you going to head down there? What, what, how, Tevin, you give him some advice. When should he 339. start driving? 3.39. Yeah, I mean, I walked, I left my house at like 3, a little after 3 o'clock. But you live just I, a few yeah, blocks. Yeah, it was stadium. like the two-block walk. And like getting in the stadium, it took like 5, 10 minutes. Really? Yeah, it was. That's pretty good. You're going to Uber? efficient. I think we are going to Uber, yeah. yeah good <clears throat> Although getting an Uber out of there might not be too easy. Yeah, it's going to be a disaster yeah. now. Yes, yeah, we're going to have to drive because if you take an Uber, we'll never get home. You'll never get home. We'll see you in 20 years. <clears throat> yeah, and I'd recommend you. Yeah, 20 parking, years? Parking a couple blocks away from the stadium because driving oh, yeah. right around that stadium is also a disaster. Oh, it is. It's unbelievable. I cannot tell you how much I look forward to it. Don't you have to go home, sister? I do, but I was going to wait till somebody got here, and I think somebody finally did. I think it's probably Nana. I think someone's here. Where's Alex? Why didn't she hey. come in? Where's Alex, Catherine? Have you talked Paige to her? Paige is running a fever. Oh, he is. Okay. Okay. Is he ever not running a fever? Hi, guys. See it. Do you want to help her? Sure. Judy. How you doing, Judy? Judy. All right, well, we want to do the transition between shows then? Yeah, we're going to transition right now. Thanks, man. Uh, so how should we do this? You think just hit the intro and then there you go? I guess once mom does. Uh, as soon as Nana ready. sits down, you'll be good to go. Yeah. So we'll just call this the end of the uh, third hour. I like it.